Welcome to the Broken Sun. Can like so, so can I like wake one of them up and like talk to them and, and see like you know psychic connection thing like I don't know if it's good if I connect to a person like that or if it's bad is it Keva says facing uh, the moral quandary of is this bad or good <laughs> I would suggest we take them somewhere safe before you wake one up just in case they start shouting or something that's a good point okay <laughs> so uh, I guess. We go and bring them back to the ship. Okay, sure. You're back on the ship. You are there with these two uh, hostages, prisoners, whatever. And guests. Yeah, I guess you can you can tie them up to some of the chairs or... Yeah. You know, I don't know what all changes you've made to the interior of the Express over all this time, but I'm sure you have somewhere that you can handcuff them to or zip tie them to for a bit. We still have chairs. It's just really decorated. So there's like rugs on the ground. Obviously, wind chimes. <laughs> of course, yeah. So Kevo starts like trying to wake one of them up by like tapping his face with one finger. Yeah, I think he's been knocked out and rendered unconscious by physical blunt force trauma. So you might need <laughs> some medical intervention to wake him up uh, from the coma that he's in. Kevo's like, okay, I've done everything I can do. Maeve, it's your turn. I hit them so hard. I feel kind of bad about it, actually. <laughs> I don't. No, it's just like they're clones, you know? I don't think they chose it. They sound like robots, you know? Yeah, like... Maybe they are robots. I think it's like with baby birds, like they imprinted or, or something, you know, like, because Paros looks like CD did, and like, I imagine Hawk like CD does, so I think that that's what happened here with these two. I, I guess I'll, I'll try to medic one. Okay. It's not not going to make you roll for that. I mean, you might need to declare some gear that would allow you to do medical stuff. I have syringes and applicators. Can, can I, and I like Pulp Fiction, just one of them through the sternum with an oh, adrenaline shot. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's who knows <laughs> if that's how things still work at this point in the future, but you're able to administer. I was hoping it would be like smelling salts. Adrenaline sucks. Uh, you're able to administer something that returns one of them to consciousness. Before they woke up, CD put a red hat on one and a green hat on the other. Leftover from Donut. Mm, some extra hats. Mm-hmm. Is this so we can tell them apart? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, that one has a broken nose. The other one is missing teeth. So. <laughs> Doubt. Uh, you know, it's good to have redundancies in your identification systems. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, the one in the green hat wakes up and it uh, takes a minute for his eyes to refocus. And he looks at the uh, four of you and he's looks very confused and says, citizens, I appear to be restrained. Yes, it's so you don't hurt yourself. What seems to be the issue? Well, I really wanted to meet you because I know your sister, Harris. I do not have a sister. Do she's green like you. Ah, well, I believe I understand the issue now. You see. People have different colors of skin, citizen, and not everyone with the same color of skin is related. You don't say. It's a common misconception. What's your name? My name. My name is Weapon Table. Weapon Table? Weapon Table. Yes, I am Weapon Table. What's his name? And have a points to the other passed out one. He looks over and he notices his uh, comrade with a broken nose and he squints and he says, this is highly irregular. What has happened to Warehouse Talent's nose? They're okay. They took a bit of a stumble. Yeah. But right on the snoot. Okay, so you all are WT, like Whiskey Tango. Whiskey Tango is a true hero. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who told you that? We're a huge fan of Whiskey Tango as well. And we hear that he's out in space, and we want to meet him. What would be the best way to get from here to space? 
If you wish to access outer space, you must pass through the old spaceport. But right. in order to do so, you must have authorization from the Solar Free State. Do you have authorization from the Solar Free State, citizen? We do. I cannot seem to access my onboard systems. I will not be able to verify. That also broke, too, unfortunately. I have to ask you, who told you that you, uh, uh, all of this stuff? I don't understand. Okay. Okay. So the way people get information is by someone telling it to them or observing it themselves. So I was just wondering in what form you got this information that you know. Everybody knows information, citizen. Right, Why so can I not move? They're born with it. You had a very traumatic fall. It is not in my memory banks. In fact, it was so traumatic that you can't recall it. You are being bound uh, for medical purposes to keep the broken bones from sloshing around. This citizen's a doctor. Citizen doctor. I think you might need to do a roll if you want to convince him. Uh, can I roll command for doctor's orders? Uh, yeah, you can. Are we still controlled? Uh, yes. It's difficult to get more controlled than this situation. Hey. Okay. So you roll the five. I'm scared. I'm getting too many fives. Well, it's a controlled consequence. Good. So you rolled a five here. And let's see. Controlled consequences. Okay. So what is it you're you're attempting to say here? Uh, I guess just trying to... It, it's almost the mother knows best. Like, don't question the situation you're in. I'm a doctor. Trust me. The only doctor who is authorized to operate on us is Welfare Tiger. You are not Welfare Tiger, citizen. Welfare Tiger being another clone. Mm. Welfare Tiger is one of us. Right, okay. On a five controlled, you hesitate. Withdraw and try a different approach, or else do it with a minor consequence. Your choice. You can push this through and there'll be a consequence, or because you're in a controlled position, you can withdraw and try a different approach to get this information you want, or to convince them that you're... I'll withdraw and try a different approach. Okay, so what are you going to try here? that uh, will not, or that will uh, convince this person that you are not a dangerous rebel infiltrator. You know their mother. <laughs> <laughs> Do I? They're not related just because they're green. <laughs> I just like to imagine that CD is somehow all of their mothers because CD helped create them inadvertently. I think they're that part, like those pictures that slip head everywhere. All those conspiracy walls. Yeah, but the point, I mean, genetically, hmm, hold on a second. Do you know, know Hector? She asked them. I do not know any Hector. Mm. Do you really know Whiskey Tango? Yes. Oh, we've met. Yep. Many times. Then why don't I know you? Do you know everything Whiskey Tango knows? I am Whiskey Tango. Okay, do you know who Slip is? Slip is a dangerous outlaw. Okay. Oh, that's fun. But we greatly respect Slip. And the last time you saw Slip was when? The last time I saw Slip. Let's see. When was the encounter that Whiskey Tango had with Slip before the Sim server room? Uh, the ball. We danced together and right. I was yeah. in disguise. <laughs> right. <laughs> Did Whiskey Tango see or, or see through your disguise? I can't. I don't believe I don't so. so. I, I like I hid behind him like a fainting bell. So yeah, I guess so, the only time would have been during the prologue when we were running away from. Right. The last time I encountered Slip was Slip was fleeing the scene of a murder alongside his accomplice, who would later be recognized as the murderer, CD. Huh? Interesting. So we have a timetable roughly on when this happened. Okay, but I'm saying that since that didn't work, I talked to them now. Be my guest. Uh, yeah. This citizen is a therapist. Okay, well, that's one way of putting it, but I was thinking more like, mm, so I could try to brain hack them, or I could try to tune, or I can sort. Those are all actions. Mm -hmm. Which one do you want to do? Keva's going to attune to them and basically tell this clone. Keva's basically going to tell Green Hat, hey, someone put a program in your mind to be and act like this person and you're not them. Are you using your uh, blending abilities here to attune? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you're still in a controlled position. Uh, I think this will be great effect if you are using that type of direct connection. Okay. So is that a tune? Where is that? You said you wanted to use a tune, so that's what you're using. Okay, so controlled great. 
basically be like, hey, this isn't you. You are an individual that someone put programming into. Oh, no. His brain is going to dissolve. <laughs> Apparently not, i got to say. Okay, so you roll the six. You are able to get into uh, his head, basically, into Weapon Table's head here. And he, here's the thing. There's not a program running in there. There is a brain. It's a, like a positronic cyborg brain. It's part organic, part mechanical. And this is actually a copy of Whiskey Tango. It is his brain that has been uploaded into this brain. Uh, there have been minor alterations made so that he understands that he is a copy. Um, but for all intents and purposes, otherwise, he has all of the knowledge, skills, and uh, experiences of Whiskey Tango up so, until the point where he was decanted into this body. So here's a question. Do I know why he's green? Uh, you would need to do like a further analysis on the actual physiognomy, uh, physiology, yeah. I should say, of the body. Yeah, that's not... To learn about that. That's not necessarily Keva's strong point either. So basically, Keva does this and looks and is like, oh, oh, uh, uh. so I am aware that I am not the original Whiskey Tango. However, I still serve the Solar Free State. Keva's just sort of like, oh, what if I told you the... Solar Free State is not good people. When you are in a position of power and authority, and people rely on you to make sure that society continues to function, you do not always have the luxury to be good. But if you harm society by these actions, if you, if you hurt everyone with these actions, then you aren't helping anyone. Who is it that I am harming at the moment? And that's when Keva shows a bunch of memories. Of herds. Okay. Children crying, a uh, town blowing up, you know, children who have been torn from their parents, a town blowing up, innocence harmed, people that didn't need to be subjected that were when things could have been done peaceably. She kind of sends that and basically is like, this is what all of you have done. <laughs> okay. Before we move forward with that, I want to make sure that we're all clear. Doing this, you are essentially overlaying a person's personality with your own lived experiences. Is that something that you are comfortable doing? I don't think Keva's forcing it out. I thought it was more like she is just showing this person psychically. This is what happened, like from her perspective. So she can't, she's not forcing them to think a different way. I was picturing it more as her showing them this is what's happened okay if you want to like show it to him show him your memories that's that's one thing i just want to make yeah. sure that we're clear on yeah no, on how I, you're approaching it not no i wasn't giving saying, him your memories but showing him your memories yeah it's it's not yeah I, I totally understand where the confusion was there that this isn't keva forcing this is how i think this is you know this is more just this happened and this happened and this happened Here's evidence that I have seen. Okay. Uh, he is still for a moment as he processes these memories that you share with him. And uh, you see a distant look in his eyes. And he looks up after a time and he says, It is unfortunate that the people of Gov's domain have had such difficulty governing themselves in this time. It was always our intention to provide protection from the emergency. But we cannot govern directly. That would be unethical. But that's the thing, Weapon Table. We haven't governed ourselves for over 200 years. Yeah. Every form of religious and military oppression that we've experienced until the age of 65 for generations has been of the sun's artifice and Minister DeWinton's personal pet project. If you had come and talked to us and just been like, hey, let's weather this storm together, it would have been one thing instead of trying to subject us and control us. I don't know if Whiskey Tango believes that anything that they're doing can be justified. Maybe Whiskey Tango is just happy or content to maintain the status quo as brutally as possible. Maybe Whiskey Tango doesn't enjoy being oppressive. But the point I think that Keva's trying to make is that even as a copy, uh, even with a partially robotic brain, you still have a choice. Unless they took that choice away from you, like they 
did with us all over the domain. It is difficult to grapple with the implications here. I I did not join Section Blue with the intention of causing further harm, but I have always comforted myself in the knowledge that without us, things would be worse. And now I... He looks down at uh, his bound hands. Did we make it worse? I think so. Yeah. Sorry to say, we did. But one can always move forward and try to start making it better. You can't, you can't make up for genocide. You will never, ever balance the scales as an individual or as a society in charge one. But you can change. I don't know that you'll be better. I don't know that Whiskey Tango is someone who can ever be redeemed, but redemption shouldn't be the goal of a society working for amnesty. It, it, it's a process that's lifelong. It, it's not an end goal. Why are you here? Because we want to free the domain. I see. What will happen to us? I have no desire to kill everyone in the station. But I have killed and I will kill to free my people. I think at this point, you're free to go. Just leave us alone. I don't know that I am. I have my duties. I do not know what would happen to me if I returned in this state. My systems are no longer as they should be. You can come with us. What do you need? We need to get our vessel into space. Where Do you know about the Hygiene Logistocracy fleet? Yes, we are here to prepare for their arrival. Right, so they're coming to forcibly oppress the domain because we're sort of in a state of uh, revolutionary upheaval. We're working with a splinter faction of the fleet that came that doesn't really buy the sun working in everyone's best interests. And they have aliens with them. And we, I don't know if my friend Keva showed you, but we recently freed some uh, Andromedans, right? Yeah. We recently freed some Andromedans from Olympian interior design. Yes, the destruction was a lot, but I think it was justified considering that three Andromedans were being tortured and constantly killed and then re reatomized for longer than two centuries as fuel. For fashion? Uh, Olympian interior design handled power. Uh, Keva couldn't show that happening because she wasn't there. She just showed the Andromedans being hurt, coming back being hurt, and just like that was Olympian couldn't show that. I can offer you my access codes. I do not know if they will get you all the way through, but that is what I can offer. That works. Uh, what do you want us to do with um, WT Red? Warehouse talents? I fantastic don't know. I mean, I'm happy to do this process a bunch. I, I mean, the, the kicking in the face I kind of regret because I realize you didn't have a choice, unlike others. So I'm sorry about the nose and the teeth. It seems inconsequential in light yeah. of everything but i i i don't there's there are many factors i mean yes i am whiskey tango yes we are all whiskey tango but we have had different experiences since our awakenings it's only been a few weeks but we have become different people even in that time okay i have another question what does whiskey tango stand for like the original because i know someone who wants to know that that's private information okay well i've gotten Sort of a whiskey tango had good intentions and then did the job, which was never good. I don't know. I serve and protect is what we signed up for, but I can't say that we didn't know. Yeah. Even now, with this knowledge of what I have helped to facilitate protecting my people, and by my people, I primarily mean Section Blue, remains at the forefront of my mind. Can I trust myself, any of myself? Look, I I can give you the code. Yeah. I don't know how long this will last. Yeah, they might fry you. They've done heinous shit like that. I mean, you can still come with us. We can go drop your friend off. But they will be none the wiser. I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't know how long this change will last. Is this who I am now, or is this only who I am right now? That's very deep. I think you might be able to make that choice, but with the cyborg parts in your brain, I really don't know with these people. I can keep on trying to make you your own self, if that's what you want. I think if you want to bring Weapon Table with you, you might need to roll about it, because at this point, I think 
if it's not clear, Weapon Table's concern is that the effect of Keva's memories is only a temporary thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Would Keva know from experience if showing... No. Okay, I was just wondering with Pub if there was any correlation or anything. No, okay, so... I mean, you all have the experience of having different people's memories in you. Did it change who you were permanently? Did it change your fundamental self? No, I don't think so, anyway. But maybe. A little bit. Everyone doesn't think so. Keva was given more knowledge that she then used as she moved forward, so... Yeah, and... Maybe this will happen here. But at his core, Whiskey Tango is a man who has served the Solar Free State in the capacity of their law enforcement for hundreds of years. This is the life that he has continued to choose all of that time. Is this enough for him to permanently change who he is? That's a type of question I think it's important for us to ask. The question is, is that what we want to explore with this character? Mm. I'd like to hope he could choose. Like, if this instance of his, of Weapon Table being an individual wants to choose to change, I don't, like, no amount of, no amount of, like, exposure of uh, human rights violations makes people do anything. Because, like, people, people can claim ignorance until they're blue blue in the face, pun intended. Mm. But, like, people know. I do think that there are people that will know and won't change, but I do think there there are people that will find out and will change just because I have seen that for myself in, in my life. I would say, what like, does, uh, what does oh. Zora think? Speaking yeah. of people who have been in a situation yeah. much like wow. this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's important to, or Zora thinks it's important that you give people the opportunity to change because if you don't give them that opportunity, nothing's going to change with them. So, hmm. you know, Zora's totally pro giving him um, that chance. Yeah. And that would be what she would be in support of. Yeah, but like stops for a second. And I was like, what happened to the people that were like identified as female originally? These bodies are all just, uh, he says, these are the only bodies that we're aware of. They're produced by the facilities that Phoenix had. This is a mass-produced body capable of surviving on the habitat. Is this the only run of clones? Or would that you I'm not aware be of. Interesting. There were prototype models, but right. we okay. don't know where those are. Mm. Mm. I want to call this one Mr. 288. Or, or maybe not. Maybe I maybe want to call maybe I want to call him Black Wolf. What? I'm I'm Why I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm making Why really I, I'm sorry, I'm coming up with really ridiculous Final Fantasy IX correlations here because there were created mindless soldiers in that. The clone army is a proud tradition in science fiction. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Does that mean that Harrow's is Vivi? <gasps> Maybe. That'll be up to you. Okay, so, consensus. Okay. Do you want to bring Weapon Table with you? I would love to. Yeah. Zora's pro that too. Okay, you can come with us. We're going to drop uh, it. I mean, if you want us to keep... I'm sorry, it's hard to remember. It's, I know that your weapon table, I forgot his name. Warehouse talent. Warehouse talent. Warehouse I just keep talent. on thinking of him as red. Well, that is the color of the hat you've put on his head. Yes. Yeah. If we're um, going to go, we should go swiftly. Yeah, let's... Should we leave him here? That would be best. He's going to be out of a long time, I think. As he has been unconscious, he will not be compromised in the way that I have been. Okay. Let's go, Keva says. Yeah, Emery okay. Swiss Army knife and just clips the, the zip ties. Okay. Uh, I think Weapon Table does something and his power armor opens up and he steps out of it and says, uh, it may be best if I remain in restraints, just in case. Hey, what- so the power armor is in one of the chairs. Uh, weapon table is restrained at his own request. And uh, warehouse talent, do you take him back to where you found him or just leave him here? Yeah, we bring him. We'll just leave him there. Put him back on the ground. And... Okay. Kevin takes the red hat off of him. <laughs> no, that's going <laughs> to a good idea. <laughs> no, leave, leave the red hat because that's going to be what he uses to identify when he wakes up in our new world. <laughs> <laughs> okay we're taking the power armor right i'm i'm just leaving that on the ship that's mine <laughs> no i mean a red hat's power armor we'd have to disable the biometric lock oh that's right yeah uh, we have 
one suit of it so far, I think we're good. We can replicate it. Yeah. yeah. You also yeah. have your spacesuits. Yeah. But I want power armor in my space. I, I want all of them. I want to I'm be just reminding you in case it comes up that you have to go out in space. You do well, have those spacesuits from season one still here. Yeah, but now we have a spare suit for Zora. So there you go. Okay. Uh, I think with that, basically, this is a successful mission of getting through our most successful Yay. mission thus far. What the heck happened here? <laughs> we did it. You did it. Lots of sixes. We, we talked to a space cop and he felt really bad. Yeah. And I think with uh, Weapon Table's access code and your knowledge of the like interior of the station, thanks to the Express's records, you're able to get through the areas that don't have further WTs. Maybe I'm sure we can come up with a better name for that. But uh, for the WTs, I do have a whole list of their potential names in case you run into uh, them again. <laughs> Windigo Thorax is my favorite. Is- is one of them what waltz terrible? No, it's all double syllable, del- double syllable. Oh. Okay, Dang so it. you get through and you're able to open up at the end of it the port that lets you out into the darkness of space. So you are once again emerging into outer space, which I don't think Zora's been here before. Oh no. So Zora, we're in space now and I just want to preface everything that happens next with... Under no circumstances should you open the helmet of either a spacesuit or the power armor like someone else did. Who did that? <laughs> it was, Zonin did it, and it sucked. A lot. I think he may have experienced permanent brain damage. Thank you for letting me know. Yeah. Also, space there's bad. there are space squids out there. I have parts of them on Hub. Oh, that's right. I forgot about those. Yeah. Uh, Zora, you did battle one of these before. Oh, I did. Yeah, you battled a big old space squid. That was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, how 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 long has it been since Zora's been away from home? It's probably four or five months now. Oh, wow. Long enough for the three kids to have a birthday. Now, another question is, isn't it like I was originally under the impression that everyone on the station had the birthday on the same day but i guess it's like each year they choose a different date it's because gov's domain is still pretty big like Mm -hmm. there are 11 million people living there and it used to be a lot more but Mm -hmm. gov's domain has been steadily shrinking uh, over the years because of the the desertification and the continued efforts of the uh, solar free state to shrink their population okay so what basically happens is that in each town, in each sector, in each city, they have staggered dates for okay. decanting. Okay, so it'd be like, let's say everyone our year like was born, I'll just say April 3rd, and then the next year everyone in our town was April 4th. Yeah, and, and meanwhile then- the next town over, a different date. Yeah, so it was like August 1st, and then August 2nd, okay. Yeah, the date of decanting is determined partly by uh, there's the cycle, right? And they want to make mm-hmm. sure that the uh, population remains stable and gradually shrinking. Okay. Yeah, just double checking there. So, so space. Yeah, space. The final frontier. You can see the stars. You can see off in the distance, there is the real sun. There's a sort of a hazy fog around it. And, uh, you know, you're in the asteroid belt here. So the earth is not much more than a speck, uh, if you even bothered to look for it. How different is the real sun? It's just, there's like a haze around it, like a fog almost in space. And that's the only real difference between the two. Otherwise they look pretty much the same. Well, it's, it's our sun. It's the sun, but it looks like somebody has put some gauze around it basically. Got it. The sun inside the station is it's it's just a spherical battleship that used to be on fire all the time, but isn't anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So a question about the real sun. So it looks like, say, if you were observing it from Earth and there was like a cloud cover, that's what it looks like right now, kind of. Yeah. Okay. It is surrounded so. by gray goo. <laughs> <laughs> so Keva points out, that's the real sun, Keva says to everyone. <laughs> especially Zora. Do you have anything else to point out? Um, that is supposed to be a bear. You can see some asteroids. A bear? Okay. Yeah. That's a bear. Yes, that cluster of stars is a bear. That, that looks nothing like a yeah. bear. 
No, it doesn't. Right? Uh, you can also see near... So the asteroid belt doesn't mean that there's a bunch of asteroids that are all close to each other, Star Wars style. It just means like every couple of million billion kilometers, there's an asteroid. <laughs> um, but there is one that is near the habitat, which is the one that is sort of uh, provides cover to the habitat or has provided cover to the habitat from whatever is back on Earth. And uh, it, you can see on one side of it, there are some ships and the ships are some large, some small. It's like a flotilla of about a half dozen uh, ships that are bigger than you and maybe a dozen ships around the same size as you and then some that are smaller. On the other side of the asteroid, out of view, you can't see right now, is the main Hygean fleet, which is many, many more ships than this. Uh, but you can't see them right now. You know they're there in theory. But what you can see is that this group that you are scheduled to meet with. And uh, hmm, did I forget that MP was with you this whole time? Yes, I did. <laughs> but... Uh, MP has just been sitting like, wow, we're having some like tough kills. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that MP's just sleeping. Yeah, MP's been taking a nice nap this whole time. During low power mode. Thank goodness I'm here. MP, guess what? We have a new friend. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm always happy to meet a new friend. Uh, this, uh, oh. That's what warehouse that? table. No, it makes me incredibly uncomfortable how loosely everyone here throws around the word friend. That is weapon table. Our unconscious friend is warehouse talent. Oh, they're gone though. They're gone. Yeah. Yes. I. All I, right. I'll keep this hat to remember him. Uh, he's in. He's in. Uh, <laughs> he's in restraints. There is that. Uh, uh, is that he, a? He asked for that. Yeah. We had sort of a. Hit our, he glances at weapon table, and weapon table glances at him, and he's like, "Is this a? You know, is this a kink thing?" Or. <laughs> I knew it was gonna come up. Thank you for making that. I almost made it. The uh, table uh, just shakes his head and everything. I just, just thought I'd check. I mean, these are our young people. I can't have you taking advantage of them. And, and anyway, the ship that we're going to meet, uh, and he points out the largest one in the formation over by the asteroid, uh, that one over there. So uh, I have sent them a ping to let them know that we are approaching. Uh, everybody, you know, you got on your best outfit, you know, hair all done up. Kev, look, Kev, I have blood. I have blood on my collar. You do hair, right? I didn't even have hair when I was alive, so. Keva's still wearing her birthday outfit, which I finished. Well, I still have a sketch of, but I, I felt it was appropriate to wear a pink, pink tank top and hers is a top. Are you busting at the poncho? There, there's camera. no poncho. There's no poncho. Right. It was the most revealing outfit Keva has ever been in. Scandalous. Yeah. The wrap. Yeah. The shoulders. Uh, Trudy, are you looking at the camera? You can see. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking at it. It's kind of hard to see because the Focus. camera's having yeah. a hard time focusing. But I can sort of make it out. I can definitely see those shoes. Heck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> She's supposed to be holding the balloon. Balloons. I'll post it on the Discord after we're done here. Uh, yeah, I think a photo would probably be clearer. Yeah, I'll do that in a minute. It's just a rough sketch for now i'll eventually define it more that's probably what i'll do in a minute <laughs> so the ship that you can see and the express helpfully zooms in on it is uh it looks to be uh, a nautilus just a really really big nautilus and by that i mean the sea creature with a spiral shell nautilus not not the submarine piloted by Captain Nemo. Uh, no. So it has a big old shell, and it's got all those like uh, tentacle thingies coming out the front, that eyes on either side of it, and it's just floating there in space, surrounded by these other ships. Some of the other ships around it also look like uh, some type of nautiloids. Some of them look like they might be uh, shrimp or lobster style crustaceans, but they're just floating in space. Uh, some of the ships that you see there look just like much larger versions of the Andromedan containment units. And then the rest of the ships you would assume are human ships because they're a variety of different shapes and sizes um, and models. There's no squid shapes, though. No squids. Phew. MP, who pilots the giant fish? Oh, those would be the Centaurans. Ooh. Do they have, like, autonomous scouts in the shape of squids? No. Okay. I mean, I don't think so. I don't have access to every everything in their catalog, but I haven't heard of them doing anything squid-like. They mostly stick to big old crustaceans. The mystery continues. Okay, yeah, we fought a space squid once. 
Wow. I have its body. Oh. Not here. That's good. I don't want to be eaten by a space squid while you're out. So that's the Jellyfish Junction. The what? Yeah. Jellyfish Junction is the name of that ship. Is the interior full of water? Well, parts of it are, parts of it aren't. They've got different chambers. I understand they prepared a chamber for you that's not full of water, so uh, you should be okay there. Maeve, can you grow gills? Can I try crab form? (laughs) You'd be able to do a crustacean for sure. They might respect your crab body. I'll be king crab. (laughs) (laughs) Pokemon with the big uh, claw. So the ships are in like just crustacean shaped. They're like big crustaceans. Yeah, they're not crustacean shaped. It is a giant living ship. Can I reach out like I did to like the, the crustaceans in Gov's Domain? I will control this. Hello. Give it a shot. Sure. I think that would be a controlled attune roll at uh, if you wait until you're closer, it could be standard effect. Yeah, I'll wait until I'm closer. You want me to just roll now or wait until we're closer? It's, I mean, we don't need to role play out the entire transit, but the Express is uh, not using its engines it's just using thrusters and the reason for that uh i don't know if any of you ask but uh the reason for that is because one of the many predominant theories on the emergency is that it is attracted to displays of technology so as you may recall from our asteroid blues game they didn't use traditional ship engines to get around they use slingshots to sort of launch themselves around so likewise the express is using puffs of oxygen and to scoot itself over towards this ship. Keva tells the Express that it's very smart. The Express feels pleased. Uh, yeah, so go ahead. You rolled. Did you make your roll? I'm about to make. Okay. And that's a uh, controlled standard? Yep. Oh, no. Okay. Its mind is too great. <laughs> <laughs> I think you touch up against this thing's mind and you can feel that there is a mind there but this is an alien mind like even with the ebon dowager even with the insects and stuff on the habitat they at least come from a shared genetic background like humans and spiders are more related than humans and aliens from another galaxy for example so touching up against this alien mind is an unpleasant experience it's not damaging to you but it's just like you can't really parse anything that's happening from it yet yet yes of course yet so you're blocked or you falter you either press on by seizing a risky opportunity or withdraw and try a different approach or just be blocked by it i'll just be blocked don't want to make a poor first impression it's nice when you're in a controlled position, isn't it? It is. It's very nice. Yeah, level three harm twice. So the express nuzzles up to the side of the shell of this giant nautilus, the jellyfish junction, and there is a part of it that is also still organic uh, and uh, an airlock hatch. So the express turns and attaches its airlock to the airlock of the ship. And yeah, you are free to enter as the airlock cycles open with a hiss. You can feel the atmosphere equalizing. There's some mist in the air. It's damp. The smell is unfamiliar. And how are all of you looking? And we know that Keva's in her party outfit. Yes, it is on the the picture is now there. For a moment, I clicked on the crab and was like, oh. <laughs> Yes, Keva is now wearing a crab outfit. <laughs> so it looks like you've got a nice wrap with a, a cool top that uh, is exposing your belly button. And then there's some type of asymmetrical wrap skirt. Mm-hmm. And all uh, the Rudo and Breath of the Wild that I am obsessed with. She's got like a broken song medallion at the hip. Nice. Yeah. No more balloon though. What's Emran rocking here? Emran is wearing as close to his original blacksmith's outfit as he was able to scrounge over the months. And just as, as close to his original clothing as possible. A okay. lot of pets have been sewn into it and whatnot. Right. You got your jacket. Uh, are you wearing your visor up or down or not at all? I'm, yeah, I've got the visor on and I'm bringing my sword and shield. I feel naked without it. Mm. Of course. Uh, I think orange was one of the colors in, yeah, you had orange jacket right okay what's Maeve's look i think i'll keep the the sparkly uh jessica rabbit dress and then go like crab centaur okay so how does the dress work on that like how does the bottom part of the dress i can see how the top part works on the top half does the fabric stretch or does it drape no i think i just like scrunch it up it just kind of drapes to the sides 
I thought it had like a slit cut so it could yeah. sort of like rape away. The crab legs. Okay. Yep. And and then, go ahead. Like, you're doing that dress a lot of favors. Thank you. I, I think I should put my best foot forward or feet. Uh, Click clack. <laughs> Emran has dealt another psychic harm. With the second, <laughs> pun, second pun in less than four hours. This is what all the women in his life do. It's psychic harm. No, Emran loves you. It's just puns really hurt him. Uh, Zora, what's uh, what's your di- diplomacy outfit? The same stuff she always wears. <laughs> she's never never been one for much dressing up, and uh, mm-hmm. she's not about to start now. Keva gave her the extra scarf that Keva had stolen earlier. She'll put the scarf on over her armor. Oh yeah, that armor is grimy by now. <laughs> I'm sure it's very clean. Yeah, we cleaned it. Yeah, you got facilities. The tabard. Are you wearing your tabard that has the symbol of Gov on it? Oh, no, that's gone. Okay. Do you have a different tabard on or just no tabard? No tabard for now. Okay. So the ramp sets down into the, as far as you can tell, hangar bay of the uh, Jellyfish Junction. And there to greet you are three people. One of the people is a Centauran. Now, Centaurans, as we determined years ago now, before we ever even had the opportunity to meet one of them, Centaurans are aquatic people who were, without their permission, uh, sorry, without their consent, were uplifted by some ancient alien race. And they use cybernetics to walk around and live largely both on land and in the water. So they are cybernetically enhanced fish people. Uh, The one here to meet you looks vaguely like a catfish in the head region. They have cybernetic arms with fins like over the shoulders. So it's like they've got shoulder apolettes, but the apolettes are their fins. And then cybernetic arms. Each arm has three manipulators at the end. They don't have legs. Their tail and their lower body are on a cart. The cart has legs, though. It has crustacean-style legs. So there's six metallic legs on this cart. And the cart is filled with water. So that's the catfish person there to meet you. There is an Andromedan containment unit. uh, And then there is a human. The human is dressed in a gray outfit head to toe. It's just completely gray. Not even shades of gray. It's one gray color. Uh, He is, uh, he's a man. His pronouns are he and him. He's got white hair, gray eyes, very bushy white eyebrows strong jawline very he's got a bit of a paunch uh, otherwise fairly average body type and just gray suit so it's like imagine not a business suit not a western style suit it's just a gray jacket that's closed with a high collar gray pants gray shoes he's got a ring on each finger each ring is a different color these are the three people who have come to meet you the uh, human steps forward And he gives you not a bow, but a nod of acknowledgement. Spreads out his hands in front of him. He says, greetings, sunbreakers. Welcome aboard the Jellyfish Junction. I am Vaxel Gray, representing the Logistocracy. He gestures to the uh, Andromeda Containment Unit and says, uh, this is LB192.16, comma, plus 8.11 degrees. You may refer to them as home. Home? That's a lovely name. And uh, he gestures to the Centauran and says, um, Looming evenfall, a sad, kindly cloud rises above the nomad. And the Centauran inclines their head towards you. Centauran's pronouns are Z-Zer. And the Andromedan uh, bobs at you and flexes their rings. Their pronouns are they and them. It's lovely to meet you all. I'm Keva Jarma. Keva Jarma, a pleasure. Emran Park. Keva Emran Pak, we've heard of your exploits. Me specifically? Indeed. Oh. Good, I hope. Impressive. May Sentis tell your looming crustaceans I will speak with them further. I am sure that they would be pleased to. And uh, looming Evenfall clacks forward on his legs and says, Yes, I am looming Evenfall. I am here representing the Enduring Loop. This is our ship, Jellyfish Junction. We welcome you. We have rooms prepared for our negotiations. I trust that you are prepared. This is Zora's action. He looks up. Uh, I put the wrong pronouns down. Z and Zer. Z looks up at the very tall uh, woman in armor and Z says, Ah. Didn't see me. <laughs> I had assumed you were an automaton of some sort. I'm afraid I'm not. Well, even better. No patience for such things. We're very tall, apparently. 
aren't me. Yes, you are. You are all taller than uh, the human here. Then you're all taller than Vaxel Gray. Well, no, Keva wouldn't. Keva be. maybe not. Yeah, no, Keva's not. Everyone Keva's else unusually is. short. <laughs> yeah, a small bean. Yeah, Keva's just five six, down on the ground, like. Yeah, Vaxel Gray is about five eight, so he's a little taller than you. I'm a normal height, but I am short by our standards. I guess. Uh, Vaxel turns and gestures uh, down the hallway and says, We mustn't tarry here. There's no telling how long it will be before the main fleet notices our absence. Yes, Mr. Pak. Actually, um, Matt, did we we have brought the Andromedans, right? Uh, the Andromedans were returned to the fleet with Zonin some time ago. Oh, okay. That already happened. Got it. Yeah. Different Andromedans, not the same one. Zonin no, I... had, had met them in a previous memory because he got the Zonin's have a cool sighted man. Well, let's see. His Zonin's previous memory, he did not meet the Andromedans so much as crash into their ship and die. No, because memory gave him another memory when he was restored by the them. Right. Resurrect. Yeah. yeah. I have a question about Mr. Gray's rings. Uh, by looking at them, can I tell which lantern cores he belongs to? <laughs> <laughs> How powerful was the chorus is Vexel Gray? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, you know, in every in every one, it's just uh, he's gonna be a parallax over there. Oof, the first rainbow lantern. Yeah, it's uh, it's not clear what the rings are for at this point. I like your jewelry. I'm a fan too. Ah, thank you. These are a symbol of rank among my people. Oh, that's fascinating. We don't have that sort of thing going on. Each one of these rings, he says, holding up his hand, represents a different accomplishment. The more accomplishments that you have officially achieved. The greater your rank within the logistocracy. We aim to promote based upon merit. Well, we aim. Uh-huh. And you represent the logistocracy in an official capacity? Unfortunately, I do not represent all of the logistocracy. I represent a group within who wish to, well, hmm. I represent a group that has the ear of the logistark. We hope to sway her away from her chosen course. Understood. Oh, okay. Well, if land is one of the things you all really really wanted i can't promise that because i'm not in charge no we are aware that you are not in charge but we wish to open talks present offers suggest terms so that we may bring these own things back to our people and ideally prevent the coming catastrophe yeah well i know one of the people in charge so we can definitely convince them I hope to learn more once we begin our official talks. But for now, he pauses uh, in a hallway and uh, turns, and there's a row of four rooms, or four doors, and the uh, the doors slide open to reveal rooms inside. It's nothing fancy, um, but everything inside has been grown into a specific shape. So it's all made of the same uh, material as a Nautilus shell. But it's all been like decorated and so on. So it's it's a room. There's a shelf style bed. There's a shelf style chair. It looks like there's a sink and stuff in it. And uh, he says these rooms have been prepared for human representatives. Uh, we understand that you have been operating tirelessly for the past long while, and we wish to give you some time to rest and recover before we begin our talks in the morning. Appreciate it. Thank you. I am going to ask a question, and this is a personal preference, and it's okay if you don't have any. It's just a question. Your people have cheese. I'm afraid we have not had access to livestock uh, since ever. Oh, buddy. I think that's something we can promise. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Okay. As a future tip, speaking as one diplomat to perhaps another, be careful what and when you promise. Right. I want these talks to go well for you, because that means they're going well for humankind as a whole. Looming Evenfall? Yes. Do you know anything about... We've engaged, uh, at least on one occasion, uh, an, an automaton that was in the shape of a common Earth squid. Do you know anything about that? Zerfishy mouth curves up into something that's not quite a smile, as he looks back over at Vaxel and says... I believe you'll have more luck discussing the inventions of your people with your people. Oh, see, that's what I was afraid of. Uh, okay. 
on a related note, you, you don't happen to have access to anything that would be able to transport uh, large living specimens, specifically large insects. Transport? I suppose we could put them in a room. What do you mean, like a shuttle? We've got shuttles. Anything you could spare. I have a bit of a reserve on the hub that I wasn't able to bring with me. And if things go south, we all might benefit from having the swarm with us. Mm -hmm. I'll speak to the captain. Thank you, Looming. Oh, man. He turns and uh, heads off. Have we done anything really, really like faux pas yet? I'm sorry. She asked the Andromedan and human. No, no, no. We are simply an insular people. It's been a long time since we've had outside contact. And there are many contrasting opinions amongst the fleet. Not everyone will be eager to be friends with you. That's sad. He nods. Sadness, I feel, is something that we as a species and as a galactic community have come to know intimately. (laughs) But it is not all there is to life. Yes? No, there's good times. There's goats. He smiles. Yes, I would love to see a goat someday. I have a picture. You. Um, he nods. Uh, Emran, you were talking to home. You wanted to ask home something. Yes. Um, how are our, how are the survivors of the sun doing? Home bobs uh, and turns what you assume is the front of their containment unit towards you, uh, and you hear the simulated voice our lost members are recovering it will be some time before they are themselves again and they may choose to no longer be themselves but instead new selves we are greatly thankful to you for liberating them from that torment good for them it's uh, quite literally the least we could do mm-hmm. you will find that most within the andromedan fleet at the very least are eager to take your cause i am extremely glad to hear that thank you home home bobs towards you and then floats off towards their own containment unit or wherever they're staying. So, Mr. Ambassador, um, there's some things we still don't know. Like, do you know what the name of our station was a long time ago? Because people in the sun don't know because their memories got edited. You wish to know what the name of your habitat is? Yes. Ah, I see. Well, your habitat was simply known as the Habitat of the League of Orbital Nations. Oh, I was hoping for something to here, but okay. I apologize. It's not here. As far as I remember from the history books, there was a great debate amongst the League of Orbital Nations over what they should call the habitat until they eventually just decided to call it the habitat of the League of Orbital Nations. That makes sense. Keep it simple, they said. Hablon. (laughs) That's a good one. Yes, Hablon. I got another question before you go, if not taking up too much of your time. That's perfectly fine, although I will need to... Leave you to rest soon, otherwise uh, our hosts here aboard the Jellyfish Junction will believe that I am conspiring. I wouldn't want that. Oh, no. What's the deal with the squids, man? Ah, the mistake. Mm-hmm. That is something I know from our history books as well. Although, as we know, history is not always as reliable as we wish it would be in its recorded form. I can tell you what I do know. Even when you get first-hand knowledge from alien beings, it's still unclear. Indeed, I assume. Those drones, as they are called, were part of a defense system created by a group called Larup Automated Design. What? You've heard of them. They're on the sun. Wonderful. Larup Automated Design was one of the most mm, amoral, unethical corporations. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds like that track. Based out of the uh, United Shareholders of America in the early part of history, they developed the defense system as part of their suite of tools to which they sold to the military. It was meant to be an automated replacement for their space force. Unfortunately, they programmed them without consulting anybody who wasn't, shall we say, pale of countenance. Uh. And as a result, they tend to automatically hunt down and kill anyone who is shall we say, pale of countenance. Uh, it caused a bit of a ruckus. No kidding. I know that this next question is probably a much bigger answer, if you can boil it down before we risk being considered conspirators. Is Earth alive anymore? I don't know. Okay, no one does. That's fine. 
I can only tell you what we can see. And all that we can see is that the emergency consumed the Earth shortly after we escaped. Its great blooms opened around the planet and closed again, and we have not been able to see it clearly ever since. That's rough. It lurks there still. That is why we have the Shroud. That is why we must hide. So, what about Creed people? Uh, what? Uh, the people on the... I'm sorry, Keva. Okay. Uh, you... I mean, I suppose you could be green if you wanted to. You just no, instruct no, your it, nanobots to change the pigmentation of your skin. It no, shouldn't be too difficult. No. Okay. Yeah, watch, I'll do it now, he says, and he presses a button, and his skin starts to turn green. Look, now I'm green. Is this what you were talking about? No. No, that does make me wonder, why didn't you make yourselves darker of countenance to hide from the mistake? Ah, if only it were so simple. It's a much more complex algorithm than that, and once it was hacked, it's, well... I can send you the history lessons if you wish. That would Please be great. Do. I would like to. But no, there have been some cyborg clones that were on the sun that came out green. I was just wondering. Maybe they're doing photosynthesis. <laughs> Kevin like huh. thinks and is like, that's the thing that plants do. Yeah. Emran goes into his room and closes it because he has, yeah, this is too much. <laughs> <laughs> As well, goodbye, Emran. Uh, yeah, now I really must go. I will meet you in the morning for the talks. Okay. We're just here. It's been my great pleasure to meet you all. Been a pleasure. Thank you. He gives that spreading of hands and and the nod again. Make yourselves comfortable. He strolls away down the hall. What in Guff's name is happening? I don't know what's happening. Uh, yeah. So you've got these rooms. They're fine. Uh, the doors aren't locked, but you'll find that if you leave your rooms, the hallway on either end has closed off so you can get to each other's rooms no problem but uh you can't access the rest of the ship at the moment and yeah i mean that's basically it for here you've made your way to jellyfish junction for the meeting this summit of species and uh in the morning once you've all had some time to rest and absorb uh new things it'll be time to enter into the talks to determine perhaps the future of your people. Any last questions before we go? Dun, dun, dun. Are our beds water beds? Sure, if you want them to be. <laughs> Can there be a jellyfish in mine? Yeah. Hell yeah. There's goldfish swimming around Kevas. One of them's got a little hat on. <gasps> That's her favorite. <laughs> well, in that case, uh, I want to acknowledge that this podcast was produced on the unceded territory of the Katsi, Coquitlam, Stalo, Quantlin, Staminas, Musqueam people, and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. Please don't forget that Black Lives continue to matter. You can learn more and find out ways that you can contribute or donate at blacklivesmatters.card.co. It's card with two R's. And thank you for joining us today on Specters of a Broken Sun. We are coming up towards the end at a breakneck pace now, and I can't wait for you to see what we've got planned moving into the future. Today, I've been joined by four excellent entertainers. We've got with us today, Velvet. Thank you for sticking around, y'all. I've been Velvet Bayfair, playing uh, Maeve Sentis, the mother of monsters, who rules by she, her. You can find me on the interwebs at OG Brown Sugar. Thank you. And we've got with us Trudy. I'm Trudy. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, I played Zora. Her pronouns were she, her. Um, had a really great time today, and I'm looking forward to playing in our next session. Yeah, just a few days from now. We are also joined by Keekers. Hi, everyone. It's me, Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat. I played Keba Jarma, who is she, her, with whom I share the same pronouns. And I was happy to play with my favorite non-binary group of people and Matt, too. And we've got with us Michael Blood. I've been Michael Blood playing Emron Pak. Uh, he, he, him. I'm they, them. I am riddled with knowledge now, and I need to recover. And let's see, I got, uh, did I get everybody? Did that was I everybody. No, I got everybody. Good. Who are you? So I'm Matt. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Matt. <laughs> My pronouns are here, they. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ycaliber, or you can follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. Thanks again for joining us. And until the next time, all the best. All the best, folks. All the best. Space squids. Lara automated space squids. And the space squids. squids. It, it seems not, wood. it's not as happy anymore. No, no. <laughs> No. How about feel- Space Nautiluses? <laughs> yeah! Space Nautiloids. Uh, we should do experience before we forget. 
Yeah. Chill on the call. Did we forget to do the downtime stuff for the Sunbreakers or whoever wasn't on the rescue mission last time? Uh, we didn't really, because it wasn't a traditional mission, we didn't really do downtime for that. But oh, that's right. Yeah, you're you're can, right. you can do downtime for this one if you want, and we'll um, do like a, a recap of it when we start up uh, next cool, cool, cool. on Tuesday. Do you want us okay. to so, pause the recordings? Yeah, you can stop the recordings. You don't need to record the experience stuff. The audience will have to trust us. <laughs> <laughs>